Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, hi. I am Justin Barney from 889 Radio Milwaukee. And from Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. Together we are the Cinebuds. Today, we are talking about Jungle Cruise. My name is Dr. Lily Houghton. My brother and I are looking for passage up river. What's out there in the jungle? It's not a fun vacation. Well, I'm not here for a vacation. Legend has it that there is a tree that possesses unparalleled healing power. It will change medicine. Jungle Cruise is the new movie based on the ride. Jungle (laughs) Cruise from Disney World um, and maybe Disneyland. I don't remember seeing it at Disneyland, but it could be there. Um, the ride at Disney World is a little cruise that you get on, and kind of the signature part of it is that there is a captain, and he or she gives a lot of really deadpan puns. I and was this, wondering if that was a part of the ride. That is definitely a part of the ride, and uh, the movie is true to that, but instead of like a you know awkward teenager who's got a summer job at Disney. Your skipper is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, in the movie... Slight slight upgrade. Slight upgrade? In the movie, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is your Jungle Cruise guide, and he takes Emily Blunt, who is a scientist who is on the search for a healing plant that is in the heart of the Amazon. And uh, they ride into the heart of the Amazon. Adventure ensues. Christopher, what did uh, what you think of Jungle Cruise? Um, I have only only a few mixed feelings about it. So <laughs> I will start by saying, generally, I enjoyed it. Generally, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, I I was like, I went in being it's no. This is a movie that wants to be Pirates of the Caribbean very badly, and yeah, it wants to be a few things really badly. It wants to, it wants to be a few things. <laughs> And it's like not quite any of those, but also, I it, it, also I liked it. Yeah. I, I I came out being like, wow, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It is too long. There are there like are a couple of like nitpicky things, but I texted my brother afterwards, and I was like, yo, Jungle Cruise wasn't that bad. He was like, yeah, it's got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What do you expect? It can't be that bad. Oh, I, mean, I was that's, like, yeah. we, we we all know that's not always true, but. <laughs> Sky, uh, skyscraper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do have some criticisms, obviously, uh, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoy this kind of movie, and I think that's what is what they're going for. Is like, there's a lot of people who like this kind of. Thing. What is this kind of thing? We're actually trying to go back. Like, what's the? Is it Indiana Jones? Is it African right. Queen? This not quite, <laughs> not quite, right, right. And it's the, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I not mean, it's, quite, but close. Yeah, it's uh, when when I saw the 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 um, the supernatural element, I was like, oh, I see. This is directly uh, paged from uh, yeah from that movie. So I don't know. It's a lot of these things. Is it the most original thing in the world? Absolutely not. But uh, there's enough charm and action and fun stuff in it. I laughed a lot. So it, it's it, it's worth it. 
I think so too. Like things that I really like in that it is kind of in the mold of like Indiana Jones. It takes like very like real history, like Aguirre, the wrath of God, the Spanish conquistador who went to South America to try to find El Dorado. And so I thought it was, it was really cool that it takes those real historical elements and puts it in the movie. It also gives it like a fantastical Disney spin. It's got characters that you like and love. And, uh, I thought overall it was, I thought overall it was pretty good. I enjoyed seeing it at the movie theater. I thought it was worth the money I paid. I was glad I saw it. There's, I think there's more good than bad, but I can't wait to talk about the bad. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk more about that after the break. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. The car you're not using anymore, it's seen a lot of sunsets. Give it a new life and help us bring you great radio by donating it to Support Radio Milwaukee. We'll arrange the pickup and sale, and we'll use the proceeds to bring you more music and stories. We accept all types of vehicles, cars, trucks, boats, and more. Scheduling your pickup is easy, and it can be more hundreds of dollars of support. Learn more at RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. Okay, and we are back, Christopher. Hello, hello. Christopher, sometimes you're good at giving, like, a little more. I just want to, like, run into the middle of the movie, but you're like, oh, let me give you some... plot rundown or oh, tell you yeah. what this is about a little bit for it. So you want to like go into that a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I will say <laughs> this is a movie I never thought I would be worried about spoiling for people, but there was a nice surprise in this. So I, I but I'll say this. It, it, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is, as you said, he's the captain of a ship. He takes Emily Blunt on this adventure to try to find this magic thing. So <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be real vague. And okay. obviously Uh, people and elements are trying to stop them that's essentially all you need to know there's a supernatural element as we mentioned that comes in there and you know you'll see that right away um but the uh, the action scenes and i'll start at the beginning there's a great emily blunt i think was amazing in this movie yeah like i genuinely think she's perfect for this and uh, there's a great action scene at the beginning that happens in like in a library in a library which of course super into (laughs) But yeah. it was like there was genuinely some Jackie Chan type sure. of acrobatics and I, hijinks. I, I yeah, I yeah. really like that too. And then there was there was more when they like when they get to the the little city in South America and there's like a bar fight scene. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be that kind of movie, right? I, I kind of like wasn't that. I wasn't expecting that, but I did like that a lot. No, I liked the action stuff because there was really well choreographed and really fun. Uh, there's a couple of characters that I really liked in this movie. There's only one that I didn't, which we'll get to. Um, but it's weird because. It's a movie that I think I shouldn't like because I immediately recognize like, okay, this is, this is this, and this is that, and this is from something else. It's not an original film, Uh, but it's just, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's enjoyable. It's fun. I think it'd be a good family film. I was watching it. I was like, this is a family film, right? And then there's some stuff in there that's kind of uh, gross and violent. And I was like, I feel like kids just deal with it these days. I like in my day, this would not have been a family film, but today it's like, yeah, they've seen worse. Yeah. So that's my um, guess. 
Yeah, I also I also found myself like really liking the conventions of this movie. I yeah. I really I really loved the historical stuff. I, there's a Werner Herzog tie-in, Aguirre: The Wrath of God. Can I, I was like, you? I've seen this in a Werner Herzog movie. What a wonderful double feature. This oh make. my god and yes I, and i think this is a real fun question is which uh werner herzog's agiri wrath of god and jungle cruise which goes first do you cleanse your palate oh. with jungle cruise <laughs> you cleanse the palate with jungle cruise for sure yeah oh, oh my god that i think it's a great like it would be a great side by side to be like here is like the dry reality of Werner Herzog and yeah. then here is like the whimsical fantasy of Disney uh both like portraying the same kind of like historical elements I think that would be a legit great double feature. God, Godspeed to anyone who tries it yeah and so I really I really yeah I really liked the conventions of this movie that it was a historical action but still had like fun it had bits of fantasy it had it had jokes that like fit the movie. I like that it had a lot of like throws to or that fit the ride. I like that it had a lot of like throws to the ride. I I think where a lot of these things come in, it's like it this movie had no business being two hours and ten minutes long. It just like I'll be honest with you, didn't I didn't even notice it really. Yeah, I just feel like if they would have tightened this up to an hour and a half, it would have been a lot more like romping fun. Yeah, and so that was like a little bone that I had to pick. Um, I I did really like the fantastical elements of it. I think that that I think it worked really well. Um, the things that I that I didn't think worked so well yeah. was they tried to portray Dwayne the Rock Johnson as an unlikable character, and it's like. Dwayne The Rock Johnson just like oozes charisma all the time and he just like is so like smiley and hunky he's just kind of like he is like unable to play the character that they had like written or that Emily Blunt was like responding to where she kept on being like you are incredibly unlikable you're so unlikable and she said straight up you're so unlikable several times and I was like mm, no I'm not yeah, but that. do you mean so like in the in that kind of their relationship, and then the fact that he kept lying to her? Because I was like, I didn't see. I, I mean, the whole time he's obviously I, you're obviously supposed to like him because he's charming. He does all the things, but like he does a few things that aren't great, and they have to kind of patch their relationship up, sort of a thing. Yeah, but it's like it was never. It it was never like really bad he like right. did something bad that ended up like benefiting everybody yeah i know that's you know? why i was like i don't think they were trying to make him unlikable i think they just had to have a conflict between their relationship to make it interesting that's what it felt it was like yeah they had to like write a conflict there but yeah. i think that they would but there was no conflict you know it was like it was because they it was like it was written there because they felt like they had to and it just like didn't feel didn't feel like the character that that they were playing to me. I mean, I feel like you do have to. Like, otherwise, it's just we're a team going up against a few. A I'm few not saying elements, that know? they don't that they don't have to. I understand that that that's that they have to. I understand why they did. I'm yeah. saying that it just didn't work because you didn't think it worked because Dwayne the Rock Johnson because like ultimately they were just a team the whole time. Yeah, you know, and so it was like that. 
if he was if he was if he would have been the character that they wrote you know i but that just like wasn't what happened they just like were uh they just like were a team and i think would have been better off like either writing it like that or having the rock play it differently what was your beef um my big beef here's a few of them well one you know unoriginal that I don't even really fault anyone for that anymore. That's kind of high, high standard these days. I mean, to try to be, <laughs> to try to be very original. I can't expect that of everyone. I don't expect that at Disney. Um, and then uh, my biggest beef really was with the villain. Oh, for sure. It came on so hard and fast. Stars Jesse Plemons, uh, not stars. He's the villain. And he's this, I, I will, I do kind of, there's something about having a traditional German villain Nazi. from that era. I mean, obviously, Indiana it's Jones. So Indiana Jones. It's Indiana yeah. Jones. But I was like, maybe it's like a nod to that. And that uh, they're kind of acknowledging, it. who knows. But the thing is, Jesse Plemons is a really good actor. I've seen him in a few things, and he's starting to be in, a, be in more stuff. And I like him a lot. But he's too good, too intense of an actor, I think to play a fun villain. Like yeah. he, this character would have been good in a more serious film where like, cause he's dangerous seeming he's um, he's sinister, but this is a Disney film. And I feel like, uh, like Paul Giamatti, I thought he, at first you think he's going to be the big villain. And yeah. I think he is way underused. Paul Giamatti oh. is so good. And he's so good in these roles. And you see him for like a total of maybe three minutes. But Jesse Plemons is the big villain, and he's too sinister for this. Like he even, his character even has a few jokes and light moments that didn't land for me, even though I could tell that they were supposed to. But they would have been if someone were a little looser with the character. Those could have been real fun moments. I agree, and like also, I I feel like that the like the evil came on so hard and fast, where I I felt like it could have been a lot more subtle instead of like suddenly there's a u-boat on <laughs> this like amazon port like what like s- just suddenly it was there and like attacking this boat and then they were just like oh all right we're past it yeah and uh that like it was like it felt like a little like way too intense where they could have like you know dialed that back a lot i think like paul giamatti being being the villain would have been like way better because they could have just like completely scaled down that there was like enough adventure on the river where yeah. they like they didn't you don't need like a torpedoing u-boat in the port of this tiny city so i, I don't mind that i i don't mind that scene that scene i thought was cool uh the the but every time i see a submarine in a film that is not filmed out in the middle of the ocean my question is can it can a submarine fit in there every time i see a submarine in a movie is it? Are you sure a submarine? I don't know much about submarines, but are they that small that they can go there? And then when it surfaced, I'm like, that thing, there's no way that thing fit in a port, in a river port. Yeah, it's <laughs> a strange expertise I that you're putting it. Um, oh, I don't, but I feel very confident in my ignorance about it. All right. Um, but that I liked, so yeah, the villain wasn't, was kind of weak to me. I think they should have switched roles. I think Paul Giamatti could have played that more... Yeah, I think so too. More more entertainingly. But I didn't care for that. Um, and that was that. And then, like I said, just, yeah, I think that's about it. I, overall, it was just, it was pretty enjoyable. You know who I did like is uh, Jack Whitehall plays the brother. 
Yeah, he was great. He's a British comedian that I've seen a lot, and it was kind of cool to see him in a bigger film. He did a good job. They have a casting in this movie other than the villain, I thought was pretty good. I, I thought so, I thought the casting was great. I, I think that like the that writing could have been a little they could have like wrote to those characters a little better. Um, but I did I did like it a lot and I like the action scenes. I I love anything kind of like historical and you, you know um I, I like this a lot. Yeah. I, I feel like I would watch it again. Yeah, I you know I thought about that when I was watching. I'm like, if this came out, this is one of those movies. Like, if it comes on TV, am I letting it just play in the background? <laughs> or I think so. yeah, I think I would. You know, and I want to talk again about that intro sequence with him on the boat, where they do all the references to the ride, which I yeah, am not yeah. familiar with the ride, so I'm glad you mentioned that um, because I kept thinking, oh, that's right, because I'd forgotten it's based on a ride. And right. while they're doing it, and he's taking people through, and he's doing his shtick. I didn't realize the shtick was a part of it. But I liked his delivery, which is like, he's just, I know these are bad and you just have to let me do it because it's my thing. And that is like the ride is yeah. just relentless deadpan right. pun after relentless deadpan pun. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's really fun because of how much they just like stick to the bit. And a lot of those, like, I, you know, they give a script to, you know, these kids that are giving the tour. Yeah. And, uh, but they still have to deliver them. Right. And, uh, um, and some of them are, are different. I, I, they probably, you know, throw some different things in there. But the backside of water joke is uh, constant. And is oh, really? the backside of water is like one of the big jokes. And uh, and it's I, I thought that that was really great to like keep that in. And and The Rock like delivers it so well. That was like yeah. a fun nod to if you have been on the ride. Yeah. And I like that he kept insisting they take pictures of it and they'd like more, take more pictures. That was pretty funny. And then all the things that happen along that he pulls a rope and then something pops up. It was like, oh, that's the point at which I was like, oh, that's right. This is probably what happens on the right. A big hippo comes out. And, a, and I was yeah, like, that's that is kinda, exactly what happened. That's yeah. kind of a clever way to kind of nod to what you're based on. So I like that. It was. That. And I liked The Rock's backstory. I liked everybody's, all the characters' backstory. I, I, I think I am going to watch this again, you know? Yeah, I was genuinely, and this is for a Disney film. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to poop on Disney uh, all day. But for a Disney film, I was I was surprised that I was surprised. Because halfway through, or so, there's, there's something in it that I was like, oh, I did not see that coming for some reason. Uh, but then I could have been lulled, lulled uh, into a hypnotic trance by uh, Rock, by The Rock, which he often does. By so, rock. By rock. I call him rock. <laughs> that's just that's how we that's how we do it. Okay, Jungle Cruise. It is um it's streaming on Disney Plus. You can do like premiere access for like 30 bucks. Um or you can see it in the theater, which I think they seeing it in the theater is fun. So uh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Can I admit that I I shelled out money because I was so lazy I didn't want to go to the theater? I shouldn't even say that because I want everyone to go to the theater, but I had, I was just, my day was getting complicated. And I was like, I just don't want to leave. And then I spent way too much on Disney plus for this. It was, and my, ex, my theater experience was fun because it was, I've like, I've been seeing movies in theaters and still all the movies are pretty empty. I think shockingly empty. I thought they would be like pretty full right away. Yeah. Um, but this was the most full that I've been uh, in a movie theater and it was very fun. 
Yeah, well, that's good. Okay. Christopher, what else have you been watching? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, I've seen a few things lately. I, I will say I rewatched I rewatched um, The Great Escape. Uh, okay. With, uh, with uh, James Garner, with Charles Bronson. I've never seen it. And Steve McQueen. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's so good. I, I'd seen it a long time ago, and then uh, re- we rewatched it this weekend, and it's that's a really good movie. It's a, it's a escape from a German uh, POW camp, America, a lot of American and British POWs, and they bring all the biggest escape risks to one prison to like, really keep an eye on them, which seems like a mistake putting all the best escape artists in one spot and letting them chat with each other. It's like, you're just asking for a a great escape and that's what you get. Um, That's great. Uh, But I do want to mention a movie called sweet thing that I watched recently. It's Alexander Rockwell is the director. And if you don't remember Alexander Rockwell, he was like a big deal in the American independent kind of movement and I would say like the nineties, I think mostly in the nineties. Um, and he did movies like he, t- I think, Oh, what did he do in, um, in the soup was a big one, uh, that had, uh, that had uh, Steve Buscemi and Seymour Cassell, uh, Jennifer Beals in it. Um, but he had, he did one of the four rooms films in four rooms. Oh yeah. But yeah, he did some films in the, in the nineties and the, into the two thousands, but he, he has a new film out that I thought was really interesting because you watch it. It looks like it looks like an independent film from the, from the eighties. It's black and white. It's, it's very low budget. What um, is it called? It's called sweet thing. Oh, right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, and the interesting thing about it is his entire family is in it. Oh. And it it's essentially about uh, these two kids um, and their adventures in this kind of area, uh, they're dealing with like, not the best parents that they, um, but they're doing their best. Uh, yeah. and it stars. So Alexander Rockwell is married to Karen Parsons, who you may know as the older sister on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And their two kids, uh, Lana and Nico Rockwell play the two kids who star in it. And Karen Parsons plays their mom and is their mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting. And then Will Patton plays their dad. Will Patton most recently was in um, Minari. Uh, but it's a very, very low budget, very independent film where at first I was like, oh, this seems like this seems like it's not going to be great. And I think I had a prejudice because I'm like, this looks like it was made in the 80s, but it wasn't. Sure. But you love it. Yeah, and I should, right? Uh, right. So that should have been a, a heads up. But the, right. perfor- the performances in this film are so great. And as you watch it, you see the inventiveness of the filmmaking from that time. But even, like, he can do it today still. I don't know. It, it's ultimately about the performances, but there's a lot about the filmmaking that I like. So I would say if you start to watch this film, don't give up after five minutes when you see the look of it, because you might, that might put some people off, which is a, but really it's really worth it. It's actually one of the sofa cinema selections um, at, at uh, on our site right now. Uh, So I highly recommend if I may plug mkefilm.org slash sofa cinema. But 
it's a yeah, really, really good movie. I was very surprised by it. Cool. What have you been watching? I have been watching a lot of stuff. I just yeah. came back from like two weeks of vacation and I was like, I'm just going to watch all the movies. Yeah. And normally <laughs> when I watch a lot of stuff, I'm like, okay, I don't have to talk about most of this. I'm just going to talk about like, you know, we don't need to just like list things off. I'm just going to talk about one thing that was interesting. Yeah. But I kind of yeah. want to talk about a bunch <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah, go ahead. So, so I saw Roadrunner in the theater. Oh, good. Finally. So I finally saw Roadrunner. Um, everyone had talked about and focused on how sad it was. And I do think that it was sad, but I was, I really loved how it followed his career. I really loved how it showed him at the beginning of how it, it had, it, 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 it focused a lot on the people that he produced the shows with. Right. And in like the beginning where it was like, where it talks about him going to Japan for six months. And they were like, we were way more traveled than Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain had not gone anywhere right, at right. like 44 years old. And I was like, I did not realize that. And I, I love how it kind of like showed how he stepped into himself uh, on TV and in the voiceovers. I thought it did a really, really great job of showing his life as much as it did showing his death, which was, um, I, 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 going into it, I had heard a lot of people say that it focused on his death, but so maybe that primed me for being appreciative of how it focused on his life. But I was, it was very good and I loved it a lot. And then I watched Val on. Oh, uh, I want to see that on Amazon. It's definitely a movie that I think that you would really love. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a documentary about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer has like documented his life and his artistic journey since the beginning, and he uh, recently made that into a documentary. And so I thought it was really good. Val Kilmer is like a, a um, I like missed his the like peak of his career. And so I don't like really have a, any kind of, you know, tie to him. Yeah. But I didn't realize like, I didn't realize how much of like an artiste he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very interested to see it. I've, there's been a handful of his movies and very different movies that have really appealed to me. And I didn't even kind of put it together. Like, oh yeah, Val Kilmer's in all these movies that I really do treasure really. Um, yeah. And then after knowing his struggles in the more recent years and the people who come out that, you know, he's connected to, I'm like, he's must, he much, must have a much more interesting life than I, yeah. I assumed. It's not like the greatest thing in the world, but I think it's, it's worth watching, especially like if you have seen a bunch of the movies. Yeah. Um, on Criterion, I watched a movie called Yee Yee, which is oh, a yeah. three hour long, uh, movie based in japan in the year 2000 and it was like have you you know it i've seen it's in my it's in my queue with something i flagged to watch i mean it's definitely it's like three hours long and so like you have to like be in that space i really really liked how they filmed it the whole thing is like kind of filmed like the perspective is far away and there's like never a close-up there's there's like never like a multi-cam like cut to somebody's face so the whole thing really feels like you are just like it has this voyeuristic element where it's like you're just kind of like watching these storylines it was really really well done and I, I i really liked it a lot and then last night i watched killing you a chinese bookie for the, oh wow yeah how did you I, like and it? i've i've watched that a couple times before oh okay I, that's I really like 
John Cassavetes is just like comfort food for me. So <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, seems like you saw a lot. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've just been like in the zone. So um, yeah, so just loving it. That's great. All right, that is it. Cinnabuds, Jungle Cruise. Edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Yay! We had handcrafted some inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you, License Lab. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. Oh, the news. Thank you to uh, Pizza Man and Associated Bank. I want to take all the money and eat all the pizza. Nice. Uh, thank you to members from Milwaukee Film and 88.9. You're the best. And to our Jungle Cruise captain, Christopher Fowler. Oh, I have often been compared to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, but never in this, never in this way, never in this way. Just because we're bald. <laughs> He's one of my bald brothers. All right, that is it. Bye. Bye.